Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you doing? How are you living? I hope you're all well. Thank you for checking this episode out. This episode is with the fantastic Fangs Out. I sat down with the frontman of Fangs Out, Mikey, for a little chat. We get into everything that Fangs Out have been up to the last couple of months and things. And it's a cracking little conversation. I really hope you enjoy it. Um, as ever, we are brought to you by patreon.com forward slash nevermindpolypodcast. If you are financially support the podcast, you can over there. Alternatively, just tell a friend. Tell someone who you know who might like the podcast or um you know give us a subscribe on youtube or give us a five star rating on your favorite podcasting platform that's all i ask it's not really much is it anyway on with the show see you in a bit bye Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And this week on the show, we have got the fantastic Mikey of the band Fangs Out. How are we doing, sir? How's things? I'm not too bad, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. As we just discussed very briefly, I- I'm doing well. Life is treating me well on this, whatever day we are. Is it Thursday, Tuesday, Monday, whatever day this is? It's a Monday, Monday. it's a Monday, unfortunately, yeah. Monday, <laughs> wow you know so what that's that's what's having two weeks off work will do to you you forget what days are yeah, living <laughs> in the future and yeah something like that something <laughs> like that um so we're kind of here to talk uh predominantly about uh, uh fangs out and kind of what you guys got going on but i want to start with the fact that you guys have a brand new song out do you want to uh, let everyone know what that's called and talk a little bit about that quickly yeah yeah so uh we dropped our new single doomed anyway last uh last wednesday i think it was mm-hmm. um and it's the second of two that we've sort of released in the last couple of months um but yeah so it's just uh obviously it's a cheery song by the title as you can tell <laughs> it's a little pop number um but no no it was um yeah sort of written um when was it, it was recorded last year i know that Mm-hmm. And um, and it was it was probably written like six months before that kind of thing. But yeah, it took a while to get out, but it's out there now. Um, and it's a nice little um, fast uh, screaming number. So go check it out. Absolutely. And there's there's a particular bit that I in the, in the song where you just basically the whole kind of everything drops out and you go, oh well, fuck it, we're doomed anyway. And then it kicks <laughs> back in. That's literally. It takes me a lot for me to audibly laugh at something <laughs> in a good way. I was like, <laughs> brilliant. Like it just properly caught me off guard. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> do you know what was, with that um, that that part of the song as well? It's mad. Like that wasn't in it originally. We were sort of demoing it. And I had some other lyrics from the, it just how it ended. And um, Jay, the bassist in the band, and we sort of, uh, he was recording the demos. He just sort of went, nah, I don't like your lyrics. Well, I can't remember what they were. Yeah. And I just, it was just a flat, and I went, hang on a second. Why don't I just, you know, do that? Just say, fuck it, we're all doomed anyway. And um, it works. It worked, man. It was, uh, it was meant to be. Absolutely. As as we mentioned as well, this is uh, sort of one song of a kind of, a, you've released a couple of songs at this point now. Yeah. Um, and were they from the same sessions working with uh, Owen Davis and Scott Middleton? Yes, mate. Yeah. So um, yeah. we right. just sort of, because we'd done two EPs previously um, mm-hmm. and we'd sort of lost a band member and, and we got Jay in again. Um, and we sort of, yeah, we sort of, we needed to get ourselves back out there again, basically. So we just went in for those two, two, two singles. We knew they were going to be singles. Uh, we yeah. were. 
um, blasted them out in a few days, and then we got um, yeah Scott from um, Scott Middleton to um, to to mix and master, which was a dream come true really because we're, we're all huge Cancer Bats fans. So like that was a uh, one to tick off the bucket list. Absolutely, I've had um, I had Liam on the podcast, oh. and I, I won't. I sorry, I won't embarrass myself. I tried to do a Liam call me an impression uh, <laughs> during my Witch Fever episode. So go back and listen to that one if you haven't already, people. But uh, yeah, he was the most high octane human being I've ever chatted to. Like yeah. I feel like I'm quite high octane. That man is a different level. And when he's when you know, obviously he doesn't drink or anything. I'm like, you're just running on coffee, like yeah. coffee and water. I'm like, that's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, Scott is Scott is basically the uh, the kind of centerpiece almost of what Cancerbats was for a long, long time. And I've been a massive fan of that man's work and his riffs and things. So to yeah, see man. him kind of branching into into um, producing and stuff is really, really cool. So that, that's uh, yeah. wicked. Yeah, man. So yeah, he did he did a great job of those two songs. So um, but like I say, yeah, it was awesome. Just sort of you know first chatting to him through Instagram and stuff. It was a bit like oh, you know, um, yeah. but no, what a dude, what a dude, and Liam as well, man. Yeah, you're right. He's a He's a he's a he's a hyper guy, isn't he? But I suppose Absolutely. that's how you get to be in the cancer bats, isn't it? You know. <clears throat> Absolutely. So are these two songs part of a bigger overarching release, or is this just two standalone singles at the moment? Or so they, they are just two standalones. Um, mm. but we are well, it could be an exclusive for you here. We are um going right. in on actually on Friday this week to record an EP. Oh, um, so th- th- so those songs won't be on it, but it was sort of th- those songs are doing the job now to sort of get get us back out there and and to be honest, I think we sort of leveled up with the songwriting as well with those two. Um, so we're sort of yeah, just we're riding off the um the back of those two into hopefully into the summer with something else. Nice, lovely stuff. Love that. Love that. Um, something I like to do with with guests and things is kind of look at the kind of early life of you as a musician, mm. because you know it's very easy to go, yeah, I, I play in a band now and everything's like this, but you know. The one quote I use is not everybody's favorite band is Cannibal Corpse straight away. It just doesn't happen that way. So what was kind of like your musical upbringing? Do you come from a musical family? Was it a friend's family? How did you get into heavier music? Uh, it's, it's, it was weird, really, because I think all my, my first sort of musical memories, my mum and dad, and I don't know if everyone's parents did this, but when they were like, they'd have like the spring clean or whatever in the house and they'd open all the windows yeah. and they'd have the record player on it. It'd be There'd be a lot of music, but it would be Queen. Queen was the band in our house. Amazing. And I think, you know, they're just the best, aren't they? So yeah, that, 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 I, I know I had, a, I had a couple of vinyls myself. I remember I had Michael Jackson's Bad and uh, the oh. Ghostbusters soundtrack. Um, but yeah, so, and it was weird. What I remember, I sort of, my sister started getting into music and I didn't like it. I was like, oh, well, it was blasting from my wall. Mm. And I just had this, and then all of a sudden I sort of got into rap first, mm-hmm. really. Uh, Eminem. Dr. Dre, stuff like that. And then I, I'm sure it was MTV. I heard uh, it was The Offspring. Yep. And it was um, Why Don't You Get a Job, that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love and that I, song. Oh, man. It was just, I don't know what it was. And I sort of, my sister got you know, got caught when I was sort of into this tune and she bought me the Americana for my birthday. Amazing. And then I was sort of, that was it then. I was sort of like skate punk, pop punk sort of. Then uh, Blink-182. All that sort of era of music, man. And then um, through my wall, again, my sister was, she was getting into heavier stuff. Um, and I was just hearing the Deftones, Corn, Limp Biscuit, And uh, I think I heard uh, a man swearing through the wall um, about breaking some stuff. 
And I, was, I remember, knock, I remember knocking on the wall, uh, a door and saying, what, what, "What's that song about the man like breaking things?" And she was like, well, "That's Limp Biscuit." Um, you know, I said, "Can I borrow that album?" And that was it, dude. Like it was just Limp Biscuit. You know, I was a proper new metal kid. Yeah. And then um, that was a few years of that. And then I sort of branched off onto like metalcore. You know, I got into the bled and all that sort of era of stuff. And yeah, and then I just from there I had my emo phase as well. Like, you know, it was just all sorts of yeah, that was that was mainly me. And then guitar sort of I, I started playing guitar first. I was about 15, I think. Mm. And then that was it. I was hooked. Yeah. I was hooked on sort of writing tunes. I wasn't really asked about learning other people's tunes. I was like the worst at parties. I'd be the guy I'd be like, I play a song and I know about like the intro. <laughs> yeah, I just let people down um but i just started to record really at a young age like i was using like a boom box and a like tapes and just layering on tapes and stuff and that was it then i just started writing music and that was me i was i was i was in i love that i the reason why i always keep that question is because i, I want to know how quick the slope was because everyone starts out at kind of like an introductory band i don't know yeah. if it's green day or blink or whatever and then all of a sudden they're listening to like black metal or something it's like yeah, yeah, how yeah. quickly do you go down that slope like do you know what i mean it, it took a while i remember i remember like i just remember you know chimera yes so do like yeah, I, yeah. I had yeah there was i, I I download well, obviously back in the day, I downloaded some music, you know, um, as we all did. Um, and it took me I was like, I think I like this, but it just mm-hmm. took me ages and ages. I kept going back to it and, and then yeah, it took a while, I remember, but yeah, then it was just screaming, all screaming and a bit of singing that'll do. That's the thing as well. So obviously, like there's a lot of conversation about kind of whether Spotify, Apple Music, the streaming services are, are like a good thing or a bad thing for bands and things, but like I think any kind of business model that beats the kind of early 2000s line wire where we were just <laughs> illegally taking it anyway. <laughs> yeah, man. Do you know how many it's times cool. I downloaded a hybrid theory and it wasn't hybrid theory? It was oh. <laughs> They just named it something else and it was probably a virus. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, well, I, you know, I just want to say that I did go and buy that album properly. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. <laughs> and that's the thing. I, I always used to try it like where I download the album and a bit like how Spotify and things work now. Like, if I listen to a record and I really like it, which nine times a time, nine times out of ten I do, mm. I'll probably go and buy it on vinyl, yeah, or yeah. like I'll go and buy a shirt, or I'll go and go to a show. But like that's the thing now; you've got everything at your fingertips. It's mm. kind of like it's difficult to like try and be active to find new bands because there's loads out there. there's literally hundreds of thousands of brilliant fucking bands every single year. Yeah. But the chances of you clicking on your Spotify and going, hmm. We just stick on Deftones again. I mean, Deftones are great. I'm not throwing Deftones yeah, in the yeah, bus. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you kind of go, where, where do I, where do I start? You know, yeah. and, and that's the thing. So, dude, we're guess- in it. We're in it, man. We're trying to get on top of the, you know, on top of the pile, basically, because it's yeah, of course. Like you said, it's there's so many like great bands out there. There's some shit out there as well. Let's be honest. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, and unfortunately, it's mad how like algorithms and I'm too old for that sort. I don't understand how that works, man. Like, sure. um. But yeah, you're right. Like it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Spotify, it's amazing. But where do you where do you start with it? You know, there's playlists and stuff out there, which is wicked. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been added to a, a few, and, and I'm sort of like checking out new stuff through there. And it's yeah, it's difficult, but I think I think that's the problem as well. I say I say that I try and keep my finger on the pulse. So I'm finding I've turned thirty this week, so like I'm finding it progressively like I'm turning into like the old guard, the. Uh, the armchair brigade you see at certain festivals and things mm. that people go oh when's the old band coming on and i'm trying not to be that person yeah, yeah. Do you know what i mean it, it's difficult you know it is but um 
I want to kind of ask as well, for someone who has stumbled across this podcast, either through sort of liking what I do or just wanting something to listen to, what is uh, Fangs Out? What do you guys sound like for someone who's never heard of it? I mean, the easy option is to go and put them on, but describe yourself in, in, in a short sense if you can. Well, we get, we get a lot of comparisons to Every Time I Die, which mm. is fine because i fucking love every time i die and they're a huge influence on us yeah <laughs> but we sort of um our oh, rip as well man i'm, I'm still Absolutely. devastated yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah a lot of lot, like sort of every time i die but I kind of a bit gallowsy i suppose in places yeah. and uh we sometimes people say ghost of a thousand it's that sort of era of like 2005 probably yeah. like um that we sort of sound like but yeah like it's just it's like we call it punk hardcore but there's other elements in there as well. Like we like a chug and we like a, you know, yeah, like a, a beat down and stuff. So yeah, that's, I'd sort of, every time I die-ish um, with Gallows influences and Ghost of a Thousand sort of. So the way, the what I kind of came to the conclusion of is everything you've just said, but also by the way, I've kind of let Livy, that's oh, kind yes. of where, Jason. kind of where, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of where my, my, my mind went when I sort of put the tracks on and stuff, but uh, I'll take yeah, it. Bro. If is I can write, if we can write a fake history, oh, then, um, yeah, oh yeah. my God, what an album. And the thing, the thing is with that band is, you know, as great as Fever 353 are and probably were at this point, I'm not sure they're still a band or whatever was going yeah, on there, definitely. but uh, yeah, just bring back Let Live. Oh, they're, too, they're too good not to be around. <laughs> it's, 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 it, it blew my mind that like the Black is Beautiful, the album after the fake mm. history, just got so much shit because the production was like muddy yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that album as well. Like the two back to back, a fantastic man. I don't know. Yeah, see what's going on with Fever, and he might um get the old band back together. You never know. Fingers crossed. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Would be mm. nice. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to talk about um creativity and kind of inspiration because creativity um for me personally is kind of just it's a spark. It's that initial thought in your head when you can't sleep at night, gone. You know, whether that's just for, for you guys as good as musicians, whether it's just like a guitar rift or a melody, or for me personally, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to go and smash something out of my computer and I'm going to write something or I'm going to like try and like do something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then kind of taking inspirations from other bands out of, out of this kind of music world. Where do you, where do you draw your inspirations and things from? I think it's, it's like you said, for, I mean, for us, it, it always starts on a guitar, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, usually uh yeah like it, literally i think a riff and then a, and, a, and then a song is built around a riff i mean and for me like lyrically and stuff i'm always sort of writing in my my phone notes mm-hmm. um just like it's so weird like i don't i've never been like a i never don't really read books and stuff mm-hmm. but I always like move. I, I don't know where how the hell I write lyrics because I haven't fucking picked up a book since I was like in school. Um, but I think a lot of it is like movies, like I've watched and stuff like that, and and just yeah, I think that's a lot for lyric. And I'll just write it in my phone usually, and like I'd say about two percent is good. The rest of it's just the ramblings of a fucking madman. Um, I read, I go back to it and read it. And I'm like, what the? What was that, man? It's like phone note three thirty in the morning. I'm like, yes, yeah, pissed up. But yeah, I think for for the other boys as well, it's just it's inspiration from other bands as well. You know, it's like you hear a song, and you obviously you don't want to fucking rip it off, but you're like that bit yeah, was cool, course. man. Like that's a cool bit. Let's do something like that. You know, I'll always you know you sort of intend to go and write a similar song, and hope and luckily most of the time it comes out sounding different, so no one would ever know. But yeah, music stuff like that, movies. 
I think that's the thing as well. Kind of like if you um, if you don't intentionally rip something off, then and you're fine. I think I think if you deliberately do something to rip something off, then that's fair enough. Unless you kind of own up to it. Yeah. So, Noel Gallagher. Um, yeah. <laughs> Whole career. <laughs> yeah, but so, he, he owned up to everything and took all those lawsuits, man. He paid every single person. Absolutely. And the, the reason why I bring it up is I, I recently just sat and watched um, the Downbeat podcast that uh, Craig done with um, Mario from Gajira. Yeah, I watched it the other day. And it was kind of like, he was just like, yeah, I totally stole your drum rings. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of like, yes, well done for owning up for nicking his shit. Yeah, man. Like, you know, when you're that influential, it's kind of hard not to, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, you know, you, you like vibe of a song or whatever, you take that away as inspiration. You know, there's plenty of songs where I'm like, I fucking love the vibe on this. And I'll try and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take it into the room and, and have a go at having a crack at it kind of thing. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with it, mate. We all do it. Any Absolutely. guitarist or fucking singer out there says they haven't taken from someone's a, a liar. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing as well. There is, I, I always argue the case, there's only so many notes on a guitar, on oh, a guitar yeah. fretboard. You know, like if you play them in the right order, you're going to end up somewhere that's going to yeah. sound a little bit like something, you know, so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all good. Mm -hmm. Um, So touring and things for you guys because if i've got my kind of notes my research correct um the last couple of years obviously for everyone has been a bit shit with covid and stuff in terms of yeah. being in a band you guys have sort of got out in terms of the 2021 2022 in terms of touring and things yeah uh, with notable bands such as uh pulled apart by horses uh dropout kings raiders uh just to name a few uh, what do what can fans expect from a fangs out show because i know what you guys sound like you sound fucking great i'm dying to go and see it live so what what could what do you guys bring to the table in terms of live and things um energy mm -hmm. we're, 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 I, I uh i tend not to stay on the stage <laughs> um but yeah man we just and we just you'll see what you see when you come see us live is four dudes up there having a fucking laugh and having a great time yep. um that's the main thing we try and like we're all we love it man like we just you, you can't beat playing live um and it's it's fucking ridiculous if you think about it, what we're doing up there you know like i'm screaming down the microphone and the lads are just making noises so it's just we're just happy to be there man you're gonna see four best mates just happy to be there and they're gonna try and put on a show for you um but yeah we, we've been really lucky with we haven't been on a tour yet um but last year we were really lucky we were sort of getting the shows were getting really consistent and we sort of managed to get our chops up and stuff because obviously, yeah, the two years prior were a load of shite. Um, yeah. We managed to get a couple of, well, one show at the end of 21 and then pretty much all of 22 was, was just playing as many shows as we can really we've been offered and, and who we yeah. could get, get on with basically. Um, this year is a bit different. We're sort of, we've been quiet on the show front because mm -hmm. we've, we've been writing this new EP basically. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think we've got one in May or April. I don't know if you've got your notes there. That's yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Wolverhampton, I think. We've, um, yes, um, it's the primordial yeah, uh, festival, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like a pre-show party thing. It was sold yes. out when it got announced, which is which is mad. But um, uh, yeah, so which is cool though. Um, so yeah, so that's and then we're going to go and bang this EP out for the next for pretty much most of March, and then we'll be back playing all over the shop as many places as we can, basically absolutely love it love it how do you get into the kind of mental headspace to go and scream down a microphone as you put it to a group to a group of people <laughs> um i don't know it's uh it's a lot of warming up beforehand 
Um, but yeah, I usually just sort of take myself away for a little bit and just yeah. try and, yeah, just the, the, I try and, I'm not very good at press ups, but I'll try and do a couple of press ups and uh, just, uh, yeah, just a middle aged man doing some star jumps and stuff. And yeah, man, just, I just get excited. And I think that's, yeah. I'm excited to, uh, get up there and just sort of show, show, show everyone what we can do. And but yeah, it's a weird, yeah, it's a mad one screaming mad. And I, I don't know. It's fucking ridiculous. And it, <laughs> I, I think that's the thing. I, I admire anyone who is a vocalist who does the harsh vocals, because when I was a kid, when I was 14 years old, listening to Lamb of God, pretending like I could be like Randy Blythe, nowhere fucking near it. And the fact that people go up on a stage and do that thing and sound genuinely really great at doing it. And it's like, I don't get it. Like yeah. I love it, but I don't get it. It's mad. <laughs> like, a guitar I can learn. I mean, I'm not gonna, but I could probably learn <laughs> a guitar, you know, or, or whatever. But like screaming, it's just something like, you know, it just there is something that I don't understand, you know. And that's the thing. I've gone to the point of where I've watched sort of like um vocal coaches doing like bloody yeah. this is how you do it. And I'm like, I still don't get it. Like it's yeah. just alien to me how, how you guys do it, but it's incredible. Got, so it's good nice fun. You've got to be a certain type of dude, I think, who wants to go up and make noises like that. <laughs> do you know what i mean it's uh yeah, yeah it's yeah I don't, I don't know why but it's that's cool though man it's cool but it didn't come you know it doesn't come easy i've, I've put it by practice i'm still fucking learning how Absolutely. to do it do you know what yeah. i mean like it's a uh, try not to blow your voice and all that sort of stuff but we're getting there we're getting absolutely. there slowly. absolutely i love that so i've got a couple of uh questions and you being uh, an englishman uh being being a brummy you're gonna have no problem with this i'm sure but uh, some of the Americans sometimes get a little bit perplexed by this question. So there is a there is a hint of sarcasm. I don't know if you better detect it in my voice, but when I'm a massive podcaster, right? Yeah, man. When I can have all the bands that I've ever played uh, um, on the podcast to play my festival, I'm going to create a dream rider. Of oh. you can have something on this dream rider. So I've asked everyone in 2023 to add something to the rider, right? Yeah. So we've had everything is literally, so I interviewed a, a punk rock guitarist and he said he just wants to turn up. I'm like, yep, that's fine. I can allocate you a space. That's not a problem. All the way up to uh, a whole petting zoo, no less, oh, right. um, with koalas as a petting, <laughs> the animal nice. in question for a petting zoo. Uh, we've got like white wine and we've got like a sauna. Like, what would you like to add to the Dream Rider for this Dream Festival? Um have we got a vr headset yet no no that no. is a really good shout you know nice. what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah why not eh? it'd be um well, what's your, are you, are you, do you do games on it what's your because i've got an oculus well my yeah my son has just he's had one and um yeah. what's that fucking game is it super hot i don't you know said, dude yeah. it's like it's a I, I, like so I, I used to game quite a bit like mm. years ago and I, I just fell out of love with it and I was like, ah, fuck it. Sure. Because I remember I got Battlefield and I tried to yeah. play it again. I just got killed by some fucking 12 year old kid in America and I was like, I'm done. I ain't having this, man. So, um, yeah, I just sort of went, ah, it's, yeah, it's obviously it's, I've lost it. I've lost it. But yeah, we, he got this headset and it's, it's a game called Super Hot and every you're in like factories and stuff, everything's white and all these oh, like okay. glass, like red diamond dudes are like, it's all in slow motion. But yeah. when you move, they get quicker. Oh, and like, God. And you, you, hand, oh, it is. It, oh, fucking hell, I shit myself. But you've got, like, handguns and, like, knives and stuff. And you're like, ah, oh, hooked, man. So yeah. a headset with super hot on. Um, check nice. it out. if you, Dude, if you ever, I don't know if you can get it through the Oculus. I don't know. But yeah, have a look, man. It's, it's fucking awesome. It yeah. is awesome. 
I think it's quite old. I think it's like 2016, but they sort of did a, okay. a VR sure. version. I think it was a PC game. And, but yeah, man, so they stick down on the right headset with a super heart on and just watch everyone get sweaty and shit themselves. Awesome. And I'm also going to add on there um, Resident Evil 4, which they redone um, oh. for, for VR, and it's just the fucking incredible. Is that, is that the one it, in the, the house? Which one's that? Uh, it's, the, it's the one where you have to sort of, you're with the president's daughter oh. and you have to keep her safe. Uh, it's, it's so good. Um, to, you know, but I'm so terrified because I've got, I've basically bought a quite a nice big television. And oh, my right. flat is not exactly amazingly big in the front room. And I'm just terrified I'm going to knock the telly off one day. Yeah. So I have to be a little bit careful. And I've also, um, my other half has inherited a cat. Well, I say inherited, it's her cat. I'm terrified I'm going to just drop kick him out, <laughs> out of the room if I'm not careful. Yeah. Is it it's VR? Is it that is it like Red is Evil? It's VR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Sure. Is it? Oh fucking hell. okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. The VR is yeah. They've really oh, done. No, I, I, I poo really myself cool. on like the normal versions of Resident Evil, so <laughs> let alone being immersed, um, fully immersed in it, mate. Yeah, yeah. That cat will be going really? out the window. Literally. I mean, he's going to go out the window anyway. He's so monster. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, if you could rewrite one song as your own, as a Fangs Out song, what song would you pick? Um, rewrite one song. Oh, sorry, let me reword that question. If you could claim one song is what I meant. Oh, okay. If you could claim one song as your own that's already out in the world, what song would you pick? It would probably... It would probably be... I'd say a Queen song. For sure. Nice. But... I'm going to say, I think Oasis, mm-hmm. I'm going to say The Master Plan. No, I'm glad you didn't say Wonderwall. Oh, fuck that yeah. tune, bro. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, mate. It's like the worst. That was one of the songs when I'm shit at intros and that would be like, yeah. you just play it and everyone starts singing. And like, I don't know the next bit. And then I just got, I got booed once at a party. Um, but yeah, let's go with uh, The Master Plan by Oasis. I think that's a fucking piece of art. I love tune. I love that. I can't imagine well, Fangs out doing that song, but you know, hey, hey ho, love a go. Eh? That's like four, fourth album shit when we go, um, when I stop screaming. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, just on a side note, um, Wonderwall is one of the songs that I would absolutely fire into the sun if I had the opportunity. Oh, it needs it's, to get in the sea, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> it's the one, it's not even a bad song. It's just overplayed by oh, British people to death. <laughs> it, it, oh, massively, in it? Like, I'd look, I bet if we could all put a list together of overplayed tunes. Like, mm-hmm. I think of like, I love, obviously, I've just said this before, I love Queen, but like Bohemian Rhapsody, man. Like, yeah. I, I can't, I can't even listen to that tune. Really? Man. Stick, yeah, like, I stick them on. Oh. Spotify and I'm like skip, skip that one. Thank you for what you did, you know. But nah, I'm all right. Thanks. I ain't got nine minutes to listen to this. However long it is, every now and then I will. Have I just is that blaspheme? Is that, is that, oh just... no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but the thing is, um, you know, everyone's everyone's entitled to opinion and everything else. So don't worry, you aren't going to get cancelled. So it's all oh, good because um, God. yeah, it's all good. I mean, I this whole podcast is is kind of a play on the fact that never mind by Nirvana. Never mind Polly, Polly being the track on Nirvana. Um, uh, never mind. Anyway. Um, I was wondering where the name come from. I was going to ask you, actually. There basically, you it was, I needed a name for my YouTube channel about eight years ago. And yeah. I had the Nirvana CD directly above my old desk in my, in my parents' house. And I was like, oh, never mind, Matt. You'll never find a YouTube channel name. And I was like, that works. So that was <laughs> YouTube. And then it's just an extension of that. So, nice. um, See, inspiration. Yeah. Smells like teen spirit. 
can also get in the sea. And I love that song, but my I think if you've just been to any sort of like indie punk rock night growing up in your life, (laughs) they're the ones you're gonna hear. Mr. Brightside can fuck off as well. Um You know what? I I had a um a lovely uh band on a guy called Nero and the Loner, um and he came on and was like he's like super young, he's like eighteen, and he's the youngest artist to be signed to Marshall Records, right? And um he said, yeah, I was like grew up on the Killers, and I had two immediate thoughts, and I was like, you are super fucking young to be growing up on the Killers, and to be fair, he said he goes my favorite song on the time was like Hume like human by um the killers i was like that's that's an okay song yeah and and then my next kind of thought process was fuck mr brightside (laughs) yeah man like it's absolute trash but um yeah fair fair um (laughs) anyway we've gone massive sorry we're just absolutely coating off fucking really popular bands uh tunes i love all those bands i love them all it's it's all good i mean the killers are about to headline reading and leeds this year so i'm pretty sure they're they're all right they're not gonna yeah, worry yeah, much. This, yeah. mikey white's <laughs> not gonna uh throw them off track mate that'd be sweet yeah <laughs> so obviously uh doomed anyway is out now uh the other single is out i've, no, I've forgotten the other name of the single i do apologize. get grim, Sorry, mate. Get grim another uh, cheery title Get Grim, that's the one, thank you very much, um, is out now as well. There's an EP in the works, uh, will be in the works when this goes out and things. Yep. Um, is there anything I've missed, anything you want to say that I may have missed or, or anything you want to retract? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know No, I'm rolling with it, man. I'm saying it, man. Um, no, just just thank you very much for having me for the opportunity to come on here, dude. I really appreciate um, anyone wanting to talk about our little band and stuff. So, um, yeah, man, really appreciate it. Thank you for That's your time. and. Yeah, look, watch watch this space with the with the boys. Um, like I say, we're sort of see how things go. Um, yeah. Summary time. Hopefully, we'll have a, at least a new single out and aiming towards an EP. So, lovely stuff. And my final question to you today is: What is the best thing about being in a band slash being a musician? It's hanging out with your mates, mate. Hanging out with your best mates and just playing music that you've created from scratch that to you know and hope people enjoy it and if they you know that's this yeah it's the best thing man um yeah that's it dude and coming on things like this yeah man oh hell my, my cat let's have a look at this cat oh wow this is blue everyone this is your your, your podcast debut how do you feel one. about it is another one that was like on the the food yeah. What's the famous? Was it like Whiskers? It's not the Whiskers one, is it? Uh, it's not the Whiskers cat, but he always wants food. He's more, he's better than what me and my partner do. We were, we were shopping in Aldi and she went, we need to get prawns for the cat. Oh. And I was like, fuck me. That's <laughs> better than what we do. Oh, well, not not you'd believe it. But anyway, that's, uh, <laughs> that's how we're going to end this podcast. Thank you so much for your time, Mikey. It's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Um, everyone check out Fangs Out Now available everywhere yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to be touring hopefully soon as well yeah. so keep on keeping on yeah that's Bob. it keeping on all the socials bro yeah everyone keeping on nice Love one cheers stuff. matty mate thank you. you crack on with the rest of your monday nice Peace. one bro yeah mate take care dude see you later bye